0: Everyone and welcome to episode three hundred and six of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, I'm joined by Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Ah,
1: uh, thank you, Jeff. And uh, yes, it's been a few weeks, but we we are back.
0: Yes, we are. Yeah, I've been busy studying, Alois, and you've been busy coaching. Yes, yeah, been lots on. Yes, and how's how's
1: your study going, Jeff? You've you, you um, you're back studying at uni
0: yeah back studying at uni yeah studying at master of teaching so it's very interesting alice learning about learning about learning theories it's kind of a bit strange but yeah it's interesting enjoying
1: yeah. it and um and learning in that regard and coaching i mean they're, they're pretty similar aren't they
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean when you're playing table tennis and trying to get better you're trying to learn new skills so yeah so there's definitely some some things that i can take out of it yeah
1: Excellent, and uh, and then at the end you get to uh, teach some uh, some teenagers. Wow! Yeah, exactly.
0: Looking forward of... to it. People think I'm yeah. crazy, but uh, I think it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Oh dear, yes, and um, and you're all gearing up for the Commonwealth Games.
1: Yeah, that's right. So Commonwealth Games, uh, so big big event in uh, in Australia, in the Commonwealth, obviously. Yes. Uh, This year, Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast, so looking forward to a little bit of heat. But I was up in Townsville on the weekend, um, just in preparation as well. So Townsville in far north Queensland, just a nice tropical climate, beautiful warmth. Um,
0: Although it seems like you got out there at the right time because there's a bit of a cyclone heading or just going through that area.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes, uh, apparently fair bit of fair bit of water there uh, in the last day or so as well. So yeah, that's uh, that's the hazards up there. But uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. We did a um, a para and a under fifteen development camp for, uh, for for the state of Queensland. So uh, so that was good. It was good to to work with uh, some para athletes and some um, and some juniors. And you know, found found an old para athlete up there. Well, she's not that old at all, but but she was a, a, a runner and a gold medalist in long jump at the Paralympics in Beijing and now turned her hand to table tennis. So, yeah, it was really good to meet Christine Wolfe up there. Awesome. Uh, yeah, legend of athletics and now uh, yeah, finding finding a new sport of table tennis and really enjoying it.
0: Ah, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. All right, Alois. Um, it's time for the joke of the week. And I was just wondering, Aloys. Yes, Jeff. What if there were no hypothetical situations? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other thing that I was just wondering, Alois, why do you always find things in the last place you look? Oh, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love these questions, Alois. But, yes, I- <laughs> but I've actually got a really good joke for you now.
1: I'm sure you have. Well, the the last two were just fantastic.
0: (laughs) Why are pirates so mean?
1: I don't know, Jeff. Why are pirates so mean? They just... All
0: right, Alice, what happened on this week?
1: I hope that was you clapping, because if there's anyone else in this world that's actually (laughs) clapping right now, (laughs) I I fear for the future of... uh, humanity Uh,
0: i think when i'm teaching teenage kids i should start the class off with a joke each day (laughs) i think they'd really like that you know i think if you could have the shortest teaching (laughs) career ever (laughs) Uh, yes all right now um yeah Yeah. let's 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 get on to the great segment that is on this week exactly about time (laughs) um Yes.
1: Yeah, so on this week, um, the birthday of Ma Weng'er from uh, China. So he was born on the 27th of March. That's today, in 1968. So, oh my goodness, does that make him? Does that make him 50?
0: <laughs> it
1: does. Yes. Oh goodness gracious. Well, a happy big 50th birthday to Ma Weng'er. So Ma Weng'er is a player that I. Had the chance to see and, and watch a bit, um, and uh, yeah, he had, uh, had an exceptional game. He the, the thing that stood out for me with Mar Winger's game was his flick. He just had an incredible flick um, on the return of serve, especially, and uh, it's something that I always think about and utilise when uh, when I'm coaching the flick and just the, his preparation, you know, his. Uh, His wrist preparation for the flick was just amazing. But uh, yeah, so he, you know, if anything, he was in a a little bit of a period where China wasn't as dominant. But uh, having said that, he still won a bronze medal in the 1992 Barcelona Olympics uh, in the singles. Um, He won two gold medals in the teams in 95 and 97, so a little bit later in his career. Um, and also won the the Singles World Cup in 1989 and also in 1992. So, um, It's funny,
0: isn't it, how you say it wasn't as dominant, but yeah, there he's got, they were runner-up in 93, uh, runner-up in 89, won the World Championships in 95 and 97, China, and then that's what we're calling their not-dominant period.
1: Well, exactly. Well, compared to now, (laughs) that's... It's not dominant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Yes. Yeah. No. A, yeah. Wonderful player. So, if you do get a chance to to just have a look, uh, have a look at Ma Wenger play, and especially take note of his flick on the return of serve. Mm,
0: yes. Excellent. All right. Now, Alois, let's move on to some tournaments because there there was a big one recently.
1: Yeah, the German Open was on, and um, and well. We, uh, we've all, you know, been waiting for it, but here he comes. The winner of the men's singles was Ma Long, and, uh, and he, I think, now is going to stamp his authority back onto uh, the world scene and onto the world rankings. So he uh, he beat uh, Zuzhin in the final 4-1. Uh, four close games to start with, you know, four... Uh, Nine, nine, nine and nine. He lost the second game and then he won the fifth game, 11-6. So, you know, relatively dominant. Uh, Beat uh, Wong Chun-Tin from uh, Hong Kong in the semis. Uh, But his his breakthrough win, I suppose, was against Timo Boll in the quarterfinal. So beat Timo 4-1 in the quarterfinal. Not all one-sided. Um, the fourth game, 11 9. The fifth game, 17 15. So, you know, Boll was in there, but, uh, but Ma Long, um, you know, coming, coming through the draw, also beating Jun Mizutani uh, in the round of 16. So. Um, it was a strong yeah.
0: field, wasn't it?
1: It is a strong field. Yeah, German open's usually pretty strong. Um, Ovcharov had to forfeit in the first round uh, to his uh, countryman, uh, Patrick Francisca. It was, yeah, 2-1 to Franziska, and then, um, yeah, Obtirov had to um, had to uh, forfeit due to an injury, so uh, so that put him out, and that opened up uh, the top half of the draw um, a bit, but Zhu uh motored through there, uh, beating uh, Jung Young-sik 4-0, then uh, Simon Gauzy 4-2, in a reasonable sort of match, and then... Uh, Francisco 4 two in the in the semi-final as well but uh, yeah the big story is Mar long is back and I think that is his I think it's his fifth German open singles title so he's certainly comfortable in Germany <laughs> wow uh, um, but uh, yeah great effort there by uh, Mar long and uh, you know we, we've talked about it uh, you know he uh, he will definitely want that number one world ranking position back and it'll be interesting to see over the next few months now his progress.
0: Indeed. Excellent. All right, and in the women's singles? Yeah, women's singles. Uh, so
1: Kazumi Ishikawa was the winner, beating Hyo Won, the defender from Korea, uh, winning that 4-1 in a very patient display. So Ishikawa, you know, not uh, not trying to attack too much, was, you know, just being patient, pushing the ball around and then taking her opportunities. So um, so a good display by Ishikawa. Uh, semi-final, she beat Cheng Yi Ching Yiching from Taipei. And Su Huan beat uh, the number one seed, Feng Tianwei, um, in the semi-final 4-0. And that's that's interesting for uh, for us Aussies in the um, lead-up to the Commonwealth Games because uh, Singapore, one of the Commonwealth countries that uh, will compete. So interesting that Feng Tianwei Wei maybe just not at the top of her game. I think you uh, might
0: be able to get one of the Aussies to take her down. Well, uh, that's that's another matter.
1: and Tianwei, obviously, a brilliant, brilliant player.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, and interesting in the final there, like you said, Alois, um, against the defender, you don't always have to just play out and out attack to win.
1: No, that's right, and you know sometimes just being able to push the ball back, uh, control the ball, wait for your opportunities uh, can be the way to go. Mm.
0: Very good, alright, well, uh, what a great tournament, and um, yeah, let's just watch the progress of um, the World Rankings in the next couple of months. Yep, yeah, Ma Long, here he comes. <laughs> cool, alright, time to move on to the tip and drill of the week, or as we like to call it, the trill of the week. What have you got for us, Alloys? Uh,
1: the trill of the week, well, you know, in honour of uh, Ma Winger's birthday, fiftieth little... birthday. F 50th birthday. It's a little bit about flicking, so um, so the the flick is a really effective shot, but there's a lot of decisions that need to be made around the flick. So I think nowadays, if anything, players try to flick too much, especially with, you know using the, the backhand side spin flick because they see the best players in the world utilizing that all the time. Mm. Um, the, the flick there is effective because of how good they are at that backhand side spin flick. But I see a lot of players just rolling the ball over um, as a flick um, and not hitting the ball hard enough um, and not making that flick effective, you know. And so just I think that decision-making around that is the key. When should you flick? When should you push? When should you side spin flick? Um are the real keys for me you know in putting a game together and trying to win a match.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean and how do you how do you improve in this area?
1: Yeah. So, well that brings us to the drill of the week. The drill of the week, Jeff. Awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the drill of the week this week is just to get someone to serve a whole lot of short serves to you but with lots of variation of spin. And you try to work out for yourself what is most effective between the push, the flick, and the side spin flick on those those short serves. What's going to make it effective is how strong you can make your flick. So if you find that you've got to just roll the ball over or lift the ball over um, on the return when you're trying to flick, that's probably not going to be good enough. So in that situation – the short push return or a long dig um, push return can can be probably more effective. Um, but you know when the ball is up a little bit, when when um, when you see that there's a little bit less spin, or you're right onto that backspin and you can side spin flick it, then you've got to go for it and um, and you know play play that flick um,
0: positively. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So, yeah, everyone out on the table this week, get someone to serve lots of short serves to you and, yeah, and just mix those up and practice all of them, some short pushing, yeah. the flicking and the sidesman flick.
1: Yeah, and then as an extension, you know, where, where can we go with that as an extension? So then get them to serve, you know, mainly short but then sometimes long because otherwise you're just sort of almost standing in and waiting for that short serve or jumping in straight away Whereas in a game situation, you you still need to be wary of the long serve. So, so after they've served lots of short serves, then get them to serve sometimes long, just to keep you on your toes and um, keep you honest with the move
0: in for the short ball. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, make it more match like. Great. All right, that is a brilliant trill of the week, Alloys. Yeah, I thought I thought so. I thought so.
1: All right, so let's move
0: on to the questions now. Are you ready? Yeah, of course. Always. <laughs> re- All right, cool. First up is a question from Gerard. He says, Lately, I've been trying to practice my forehand topspin. I feel like I'm not getting very good power from doing this stroke, and I think it has to do with the footwork. Can you please explain what I need and focus more on?
1: Yeah, sure. Was he calling me a moron? Was
0: that... <laughs> no. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> no. Uh,
1: so, what... What? Um, what you need to do, Jared. So initially, it's about the the arm action. You know, getting that start position, the finish position of the arm correct. Then, as you want to make the topspin more effective, faster. Um, you know, what you need to then do is start to uh, incorporate a little bit more of your whole body. So that can be um, the rotation of your body, the 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 the, um, the upper body rotating through, but then also utilizing your legs. So starting in that nice low position, staying in that low position and and getting the power coming forward, um, on, uh, with your legs by, you know, utilizing your, your hips, your knees, your feet, your toes to, to really push, um, push through that stroke. So the, the basic stroke of the arm action is important, but then as you want to get better and faster um then you need to start to utilize all of your body you know then you talk about footwork i I think that's where you're where you're going with with the footwork you know just talking about the the leg the utilization of the legs but you can also then think about after you make the stroke just rebalancing yourself by just taking a little hop jumping into position so that you're rebalanced and then you're ready for that next ball wherever it comes
0: yeah, good tips, and I, I think we've got a really good video on this, Alloys that kind of explains how I think we called it the summation of forces, or all, all helps get that arm moving faster to make the shot more powerful. But how you yeah. still got to you know have the good finish position to keep that consistency. So um, we'll find that video and we'll put a link up in the show notes for you.
1: Yeah, we uh, we we call it the advanced forehand topspin. So excellent. Well, uh,
0: Very good. All right. Great question, Gerard. And yeah, good to see you thinking about these things. Um, And hopefully those uh, answers will help you out. All right. Next up is a question from Tam. And Tam is a chopper. And this week he played some players who pushed against him all the time when it goes long to their forehand. And it's thrown him off as he's not sure what he's supposed to be doing because he's he's moving in and moving back out. And that's what he's used to, but in this style when they're just pushing, he's always close to the table, um, so he's really not sure what to do. Alois, do you have any suggestions for Tam in this situation?
1: Yeah, it's a little bit like uh, Kazumi Ishikawa playing Suhio Won, um, so that's probably a good match for you to watch to start with uh, Tam. I mean, uh, Ishikawa ends up winning the match, but you'll see what Suhio Won uh, does in that situation. The important thing for a defender is to be patient. So it's really important as a defender that you can keep a lot of pushing balls on the table. And then it's not you that needs to be frustrated. It's the, it's the attacker, because if you're pushing um, well and you're pushing consistently, then the attacker is the one that's going to be starting to get frustrated Um, and then uh, lead them into some some mistakes with their attacks as well. Um, when you're pushing, always think about pushing to a purpose as well. So where are you pushing? You're pushing it short, deep into the backhand. Um, still move the attacker around when you're pushing, pushing to them. Don't just think about, I'm just pushing, pushing, pushing. I'm waiting for them to attack so that I can get a, a, a good uh, defensive chop in. Think about what you can do with that push. Keep it short. Vary the, vary the spin on the push. Vary the placement on the push. And every now and then, why not just even just lift the ball with a bit of topspin? Um, as, as an attacker, it's quite difficult to get into the mind frame of blocking as well. Um, and often you'll find that even if your, your topspin attack isn't that fantastic as a chopper, it can really mix things up for the attacker, and maybe their block just um, doesn't cope with that, you know, slower, slower top spin or the or the roll
0: ball. Yeah, yeah, great tips, great tips there. Um, yeah, the defender, you got it. Yeah, you've just got to think that you can out push the other opponent. But like you said, I was thinking about that placement and variation, um, because that sounds like what they're doing to Tam a little bit sometimes. You know, doing a a float push. Um, so these are things that as a chopper you've kind of got to work on and make them really your strengths.
1: Yeah, and Thames fairly new to chopping, so it's just, a, just something that you need to also practice, you know, just practice the pushing, practice being able to just keep that ball in play forever. Yeah. Uh, push, um, and, you know, just keeping uh, the attacker under pressure by them knowing that you're never going to miss that push ball.
0: Yeah, yeah, great tips. And and I really uh, like what you say about the attack as well because I know when you do play a, like a defensive chopper that doesn't attack much, it's hard to block when you haven't blocked a ball for like 10 points and then suddenly this ball comes over. It's it's just not easy. So that's definitely a good uh, good tactic to throw in occasionally. Yeah. All right. Hopefully that helps you out, Tam. Yeah, keep working on it and uh, I'm sure you'll get better. All right, next up is a question from Try. And Try wants to know, how do I deal with a backhand dominant player?
1: Yeah, so um, so I think, well, if you, if you think about them being backhand dominant, the first thing is that you want to move them off their backhand corner. Um, how do you do that? The the easiest way is when you serve, serve short to the forehand, really short and wide to the forehand. Make them play a forehand um, on the return or on one of the first balls. Then, if you can play them back into their backhand corner, after that, the the backhand becomes completely different. Um, it's it's them moving into that position and playing that backhand. So, um, so it's it's more about moving them around. And if they are really backhand dominant. Often they will also stand really square to the table or they might even have, for a right-hander, they might even have their right foot slightly closer into the table. So the middle position can often be difficult. So middle meaning just outside their right hip. So where you're trying to encourage them to play a forehand ball more um, from that middle position. And that is quite difficult for a backhand dominant player because, because, as I said, they've set themselves up know with their right foot slightly forward and to play that ball that forehand ball from the middle is difficult to get the correct rotation or, or enough rotation with the upper
0: body yeah, yeah, yeah good point now when you say serve wide to the forehand I'm thinking it might even be a good idea to sort of move to the middle of the table for your serve and then you can even get it wider to their forehand
1: yeah, that's right. So you can, uh, you know, or, or you or do a backhand serve. So if you do a backhand serve, that can go uh, short to the forehand or a tomahawk serve as well. Mm. Go short to their forehand.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, just getting them off their line. So, I mean, basically what you want to do is you want to try and engage in some forehand-to-forehand forehand rallies um, if they're a backhand dominant player. So you want, you want that ball to be a bit more on the forehand diagonal um, of the table rather than the backhand diagonal.
0: Yeah, and for some reason it seems like most players are more comfortable just going into the backhand diagonal. I guess they're worried about people's forehands, but especially if they're backhand dominated, are dominant, then yeah, go to their forehand often, like serve short there, play the next ball there, and like you said, you'll you'll open up a gap there where you can eventually go back to the backhand.
1: Yeah, that's right, and and don't forget that middle position. That middle position it can be really effective against a backhand player. Ah. It just you know just into the forehand side of their backhand.
0: All right, great tips. All right, great question. Try and uh, yeah, give those tactics a go, and let us know how it works out for you. All right, Alois. Well, that wraps up the show. Um, thank you for answering all those questions. Hope you enjoyed them. Oh, of course. Always enjoy questions. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah, keep them coming. Go to pingskills.com and use the Ask the Coach section there. We love getting your questions and uh, and answering them. And, Aloys, you're going to be off to the Commonwealth Games shortly. When do they start?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the opening ceremony is on the 4th of April. Um, Excellent. And, uh, yeah, so that goes for about two weeks. So, uh, yeah, big, uh, big event, as I said. Um, and uh, they've got both... Um, able body and power events in table tennis at the Commonwealth Games, so watch out for that. Um, you know, I'll get a chance to see uh, Liam Pitchford um, up close and personal, and uh, yeah, I mean he's been uh, he's been in some scintillating form, you know, especially at the world world teams, so um, world yeah. team cups. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see Pitchford uh, and that. Uh, incredible backhand of his
0: and as you said like there's some strong teams there um england obviously um but you've got singapore india australia nigeria um, nigeria yeah yeah, it's it's going to be good yeah Um, yeah so so looking forward to it
1: yep strong country so yeah keep an eye out on the uh, results and some uh, footage that you might see of the commonwealth games over the next couple of weeks
0: awesome all right well thank you alloys thank you listeners hope you enjoyed the show make sure to check out pingskills.com tell everyone about the podcast and have a great week Uh, we will catch you a little bit later we'll we just have to find out when the show's on with these commonwealth games coming up it might be a couple of weeks until the next show but until then uh, keep enjoying your table dennis bye everyone